everyone, my name is Sarah, and this is Sarah in God's Time. I'm really excited about today's passage because it's a little bit confusing. I know that when I first read it, I was kind of confused about what it was talking about, but still had a little bit of understanding. So, today's reading is from Romans 7, 14, all the way through 25. So it's a little bit long of a read, but stay with me because this is, this is an interesting one. I really like this one too. So, so the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good living in uh, nothing good lives in me. That, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life. That when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. So... As you can see in this this short passage here, (laughs) there is a war going on in this person's mind. There is this great desire to follow God because we love God. But at the same time, there is a pool of sin to keep us in that place that is separate from Him, from God. And so... I'm going to go back and explain a little bit more here. What we have is this passage starts off by talking about the law of Moses. Now, this law is agreed upon by the audience as good. They know that what it is that God is calling them to is much better than what it is that they could have planned for their own lives. And we can say the same for today. But they still struggled in keeping it. And as they noticed how far they had fallen from the law, how many times they had disobeyed that law, how many mistakes they had made day by day, they realized that they were doomed. They were being controlled by their own desires. So they weren't really free. And the penalty for sin 
or the breaking of the laws was and is death. So the law they were referring to never really did anything to free the people. It just showed how far they were from living in obedience to God. And the religious leaders of the time, without an understanding of who Christ is and what he was doing, taught their students that the only way to move forward was to continue to study the law more and more and to offer sacrifices for their sins. Because that was the place that they were. So the struggle continued. The people agreed with the laws, but they were unable to live them out. And so they were painfully aware of how far they were falling from obeying God. However, today we know that Jesus came to make a new way. We have the new knowledge that tells us that we are loved by God in such a way that Christ would come, that God with us would come, be with us in this world, and do the final sacrifice that nobody else would ever be able to do, and that no animal sacrifice would ever come close to be, I mean, to making. This sacrifice that Jesus did, that he carried out, covers everything. Every mistake that we have ever made, every mistake that we will ever make in the future. And so there's a new way. The old way is gone. And now we have a new way of connecting with God and living this life that he has given us. But before we go there, I have to compare this to our pups. Right? So... Our pups have nice food, and they have water 24-7. They have a nice-sized fenced-in yard that they can run around in. They have neighbor dogs that they actually run back and forth along the fence line with. They have all kinds of critters out there, birds and squirrels and chipmunks, and there's no telling what else all is out there that they chase after and they go after and they have lots of fun doing this. Let me tell you, it's fun to watch them. And they go on runs in the mornings. And they go on trail walks with us every day. They have access to the whole house all day long. And they have a, an enormous amount of treats that they get throughout the day. They have lots of good things, right? And yet, one of our pups, as soon as that front door is open, he bolts. He goes. He goes right out that door and away from all of these good things that he has available to him here. And we always say that this is his natural instinct. This is just something that he does. And he doesn't really realize what he's doing. Now, we as people have a similar struggle. We have spiritual food available to us 
We have all of God's creation to see and marvel at. We have gifts and abilities that are given to us by God that we are encouraged to use in positive ways to influence us and those around us in good ways that God is calling us to. We have people who are placed in our lives that we can build relationships with. We have the curiosity, the opportunity to explore new things around us and learn and grow. We have the ability to talk directly to God anytime we want to about anything, big or small. And along with all of this, we have a personal relationship with Christ. We have adoption into the family of God as children of God. We have eternal life offered freely to us. We have freedom from sin and all of the forgiveness and love that God has to offer us. And yet, we find ourselves in some cases running out the open front door. We run away from all the good that God has to offer us and towards the sinful desires that harm us and those around us. And this is so sad. We want to be close to God, but our sinful nature pulls us away from Him and leads us to do things that are against what we actually want. And that's exactly what sin does. It does. It turns our attention away from all of the good that God has offered us and directs our attention to what we think we want. But those things turn out to be a mirage. They're not real. And when we reach them, we always find ourselves disappointed. Sin will take us to places that look real and they look fun, but it is always fake and empty when we reach them. Interestingly enough, when our pup runs out that front door, we chase after him. That's not the interesting part. We don't want him to get lost because we care about him. He's our pup and we love him and we want what's best for him but we're not always able to stop him from getting out that front door. However, we have discovered that the best way to get him back is to follow him, <laughs> allow him to explore the areas he runs to, and then not too long after he runs, he turns back to us. Once he sees that what is out there is not really that interesting, he chooses to return to us on his own. And we are usually not that far away from him. Each time he gets out, he returns to us a little quicker than the time he did before. And I see this quicker return to us as him learning. He's learning that we have what he really desires. God is doing the same with us. He does not force us to stay. He desires for us to stay, but he will not force us to. And he is always close by. 
He, his love is always pursuing us. And when we realize what we thought we wanted wasn't real or wasn't really what we wanted, we always have the opportunity to turn back to him and return to him and his way of life. And he will walk with us back home or as we do with our pups sometimes, he will carry us back to where he wants us. And each time we sin, we tend to realize a little sooner each time how we are not actually where we want to be. We recognize a little sooner how we are walking away from all the good that God has for us and all the good that he wants to give us in our life. So here is the truth. (laughs) We do not have the power In our own strength, we do not have the power to stop ourselves from living in disobedience to God. We don't. Just like our pup instinctively runs out that front door, we have a natural pull to do what we want to do. Sometimes that is avoiding painful or uncomfortable situations, while other times it's just, I want to do this. I don't know why, but I want to do this. And when we do those things, we're pulling away from what God is calling us to. So Paul says, I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. And I noticed this. A slave to the sin that is still within me. As we live this life, we are continually giving up and letting go of things that are causing us struggle. We're continually giving up pieces of ourselves that are sinful in exchange for becoming more like Christ and having more freedom. We're getting rid of all the shackles that are holding us back from living the life that is freely lived for God. And so he moves on and he says, oh, what a miserable person I am as he recognizes how he wants to do what is good, but doesn't. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? All of the things that are holding him back, all of that sin that is entangling him, and keeping him from doing what he wants to do, what he really wants to do, which is to follow God. Who will free me from this? Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is wonderful news. This is wonderful news because Christ came, and because he came and did what he did, the thing that no other person would ever be able to do. We have freedom and we have the Holy Spirit that can guide us to live a life that is free, 
And we're continually getting rid of those things that are holding us back from living the best life. We are freed because of what Christ has done. Each day is new and we receive mercy from God again and again and again. So even as we fall short and as we make mistakes every day and we recognize these things, we don't have to be dominated by them because we can continually return to Christ, continually talk to him and give him those struggles that we are facing and trust that he will be with us and guide us to where he really wants us to be, which is also where we really want to be because it's near to him. Even as we follow at times our own desires Even as sin distorts our view and leads us astray, God is always close by, ready to bring us back to the place that we never really wanted to leave to begin with. And we can trust God to do this for us. We are not alone in this fight, in this pool that is taking over our minds and our actions. We're not alone in this battle. God is with us. And not only that, he's given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us Jesus. He's given us these things, these people within the church with these relationships that are around us. He's given us these things to help us move forward, to break through and get closer to him with every step we take. He's given us that power. We were never able to do this by ourselves. But with God, all things are possible. We're able to live the life that he is calling us to live because of what God has done for us through Christ. And this is wonderful news. To know that we are not alone and that we have power from God to do what he's calling us to do, to live this life freely. I found hope in this devotional as I was reading and learning and being reminded of certain things. I found hope in this, and I hope that you did too. If you are still interested, there are lots of sections throughout this scripture. You can read more about this law and, and all about God and what he's done for us all throughout Rome, Romans, all throughout all of scripture. But if you're interested in learning more, please go and read around this devotional passage. Read before and after and through. <laughs> and listen to what God has to tell you because he's offering you the chance to learn and grow just by reading and thinking about what it is that the scriptures say. So I hope that you do take time throughout this coming week to read around the Bible, find different passages, explore what those things might mean, do some research. Send me a question. I'd love to I'd love to do this with you. Other than that, that is all I have for you this week. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I'll spend time with you again next time.
Thanks, everyone. Bye.